0: Rob, you know what? The, the fast food news just keeps rolling in, and I I don't know where to start because but I, I guess I'll start with candles. Because wouldn't you want a candle for your home that smelled like a quarter pounder with cheese?
1: You know what? I've just no, you know what they call them in France, right? <laughs> yeah, anyway. I know. Um. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, they have yeah, – yeah, Mc, McDonald's oh, has candles. These are something. Yeah, they really are. And and you know what? I, having been the, the person in my family who oftentimes when you know there's a failure of decision-making at the dinner hour, there's a, you know what, let's just do takeout. And having been the person who may, often is, runs out in the car and gets that takeout and brings it home and then maybe climbs in the car the next day or a couple hours later, it has to smell – what you know the the remnants of the uh the smell of fast food in my car I don't think I want that in a in a candle
1: no I'm just looking at these now cuz th- these actually you found this I think right after we recorded last yeah time, like minutes after away, but, but I'm just looking at them now and I, it's not a quarter pounder smelling candle oh. it's it's a candle for each ingredient <laughs> yeah, yeah so you've got You've got ketchup, uh, sesame seed bun, uh, whatever the white one is, and then pickles and cheese. I, I don't want this. I, d- I definitely well, you don't want this. The, in my you, house. you missed
0: the best one of all, which is the the one that smells like the burger, the beef, the beef candle, right? The fresh beef candle. Oh. That's that would be gross.
1: Yeah, that would be really bad. <laughs> I don't. Nobody should buy the. I mean, somebody's bought them because they're sold out.
0: Yes, they are sold out. There's a lot of weird things on the internet. You know, I saw the, this is not even, not even in the show notes, I'm going completely off script, Rob, because I saw that Hasbro, or maybe, no, it's Mattel, I think, because Mattel makes Hot Wheels, they are doing a remote-controlled
1: Cybertruck. Oh my, okay, hang on, you're going to have to hear the keyboard yeah, for a it's second. Yeah, like,
0: it's, it's like $20, oh. it's coming in December 2020, and I don't know if the pre-orders are sold out, but... Yeah, you they they were doing pre-orders about a week or two ago.
1: Oh yeah, and it's got the little a little sort of gun-looking remote control and yeah. Okay, that's that's Oh, there's a little miniature one as well. That's adorable. Yeah,
0: there are, there are there are two versions, <laughs> two versions of it. The big one, the big boy and the little boy or whatever.
1: Do you know what now you've said remote control car, I'm thinking I'm an adult, I should have a remote control car. Why don't You should, I you should probably, this? you should
0: get this one and I'm sure you can if you try hard enough, you can find one for Back to the Future.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure I could. I mean, I'm looking at two DeLoreans right now in this room, so I'm not sure I should get any more.
0: Oh man, well, KFC's on a roll too, because I was looking at, uh, this came across somewhere, and it was in Eater, and it's a story about KFC is going to do fried chicken between two glazed donuts. And I will tell you that this is actually not an original
1: KFC idea, because
0: I have seen this elsewhere, believe it or not.
1: The- yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like I've seen this somewhere as well. Um, it might have been on like man versus food or something like that. Like one of those food shows that I've seen. Yeah, at least something similar.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. This is definitely not something most people should eat. It's not good for you. It probably tastes good, though. Um, and I know my son actually has had it because we went to a Nashville hot fried chicken place not too long ago. I forget the name of the chain, but there's a new chain in the Chicago area, and it's really good, and they they serve one of these. I have not tried it myself, because, you know, fried chicken is one thing, but fried chicken sandwiched between donuts, you know, everybody's got their lines, and I'm drawing it there.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I'm looking at this now, and I kind of want it, but I know I'd feel terrible afterwards. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think that it's kind of a gut... It looks like a gut bomb. The picture is... They, they do a good job making this stuff look not gross. I mean, I think there's a real art to, you know, photographing food so it doesn't look like just, I don't know, big, big hunks of fat or whatever.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, there's a few videos out there where they show, like, the way they do the, the food photography and, like, yeah. nothing is anything that you think it is. Like I, it's, I, I can't remember exactly, but, like, they use, like, really weird stuff to replace other things like none of the cheese you see is actually cheese mm-hmm. and like if it is they've got like blow torches to like melt it just perfectly so you get you know the, the you know the, the product images that you see when you go on like a mcdonald's or a kfc or something right. like that um so you know it's, it's definitely an art form and like that doesn't look like kfc chicken to me yeah i what that, that what i
0: like is every now and then you'll go into like a restaurant and they'll have they'll have done like homemade food photography food photography for their takeout menu or something and it's just like wow you are not selling it this looks like this just stuff looks terrible looks
1: like you know oh so gross yeah we've we've got a cafe near us that you know the food's amazing really nice and it's decently priced but you look at their menu and again it's that kind of thing and everything just kind of looked gray and gray <laughs> right. in in the images and it's like if i only had the pictures i would never eat here yeah exactly um you know but once i've eaten there obviously you know but yeah it even just lighting, like to do your own lighting. I mean, you, you've done this, you know, you've built rigs for taking photos. And yeah. stuff. It's not an easy thing to do.
0: It's not. And food doesn't really stay looking the same for very long. So I can only imagine, I mean, I've taken pictures of, of, you know, tech and it's, it's, it stays put and it doesn't wilt and it doesn't melt and it doesn't, you know, do other weird things. So I can only imagine what it'd be like trying to take pictures of food, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, you know what? We have been doing an awful lot of food talk lately, and I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the wintertime. Maybe we're just hungry. Who knows?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely hungry. I, <laughs> I think it's because I'm trying to eat healthily, it's... so now you're sending me all this yeah. stuff. Like, wow. <laughs> Not good.
0: So what do you think about WWC, uh, Rob? Do you think we're going to have it at this point?
1: No. I... I... You know, I don't. There's a few countries I like. I think like France has cancelled any events that are over like five thousand people or something. And I feel like WWDC is because of how far spread WWDC is in terms of the kind of you know the people that are coming. You know, they always announce like, "Oh, we've got people from 120 countries here this year." It's like, regardless of sort of how panicked people should or shouldn't be that doesn't feel like a good idea. At this point in time, it doesn't feel like a good idea to get people from countries all over the world to come into one place and be like right next to each other for a week.
0: Yeah, I mean, having been to WWC a bunch of times, I can tell you that more often than not, I go home sick. And that's just because there's so many humans crammed into a tight space. And, you know, those those sessions are like that. It's just being in auditoriums and then in the evenings being at bars or other events it's just a lot of togetherness with other people and you're right they do come, people do come from all over the world and i don't i have a hard time seeing apple wanting to have it kind of on their head that they brought together people from 120 countries and then sent <laughs> and then sent a bunch of them back to their home countries sick right with a with a serious virus right. and it's it, you know so it's like it like threatens the people that make the apps for their platform their their employees all kinds of things it's just yeah, I, I mean, I I really hope it goes forward in some sense because I would really miss it because uh, it's the only time of year I see a lot of people who I know. Well, on the other hand, it, it is kind of hard to see it going forward at this point. I think the only reason we haven't heard anything is because we don't usually hear about when WWC will be until mid-March. And so we've got you know another two weeks before Apple would normally announce this anyway.
1: Yeah, I I my guess would be if we haven't heard anything by sort of you know about the 20th maybe of this month the chances are they're, they've cancelled it and they're looking you know they they're organizing what else they're going to do which i assume will just be lots of live streams and, right? you know and they're just going to be getting all that infrastructure in place and then be able to say look it's not happening but here's what we're going to do instead you know here's all the links and you know you'll be able to stream it presumably on Apple TV and the that iPoint the iOS app and all of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, cuz the other thing is, you know, I know people I've heard people suggest, well, you know, you could still do like a US only event or something like that. And that just seems like the wrong thing to do. First of all, it's called the the worldwide developers conference for a reason because as you said, there are people from 100 over well over 100 countries every time. And there are pro, looking at it the world today it's very likely that there will be countries that where there will be people who couldn't travel to the United States if they wanted to, and so that's not good. That's not fair to not include everybody who would want to go. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's probably unlikely to happen at this point. I mean, I think it's it's too bad. It's you know, developers who want to use the labs that's a real loss um, for people like me who just kind of cover it. It's a huge loss too, just because it's the only time I see a lot of the people whose stuff I write about and things. I mean, I'm there 90% for the so- social stuff anyway. So um, it, to me, it's a big loss, but you know, I mean, safety first, it's like, we're kind of in going into unknown territory right now. And it's very hard. And when I look at it, like as from the perspective of someone at Apple, who's making a decision, everything is so unknown at this point that I'm, you know, and I'm assuming that they have to kind of pull it, pull the trigger at some point in the next two to three to four weeks, one way or the other, you know, making that decision today about unknown circumstances in June is very difficult. And you'd probably want to err on the side of caution. And to me, that means it's probably not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this wouldn't even, you know, it's not the first big thing that's been canceled. I mean, there was. Uh, GDC, I think, has been postponed, at least, for <laughs> yeah. now, um, which basically means cancelled, I feel like, at this point. Um, right. I think there was, like, the Geneva Motor Show, and uh, Google and Microsoft, I think, cancelled some, yep. not, not their big ones, but, like, slightly smaller conferences they were having, so, like, it's feeling like there's pattern, you know, as I said, whether it's at any reason that they should or shouldn't be canceling it, like it, it feels like the sensible thing to do to sort of uh, err on the side of caution in, in this instance.
0: Right. And one of the ones that was canceled is F8, which is Facebook's uh, conference. And that actually is held right in San Jose at the same convention center. And right. that's that's in May. So that's more I think it's. Early to mid-May, somewhere in there, usually, and that was canceled. Uh, and and you know, I, it's just a matter of time, I think, before we hear something from Apple. But I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, if they don't have to make the decision for two weeks, I suppose they will wait until the last minute so that they can kind of see if I don't know the world is looking more looking different and more optimistic two weeks from now because things have evolved pretty rapidly just in the past two weeks. So. I could see things changing just as quickly in the next two weeks, and hopefully that'll give them better better facts to make a decision on, I suppose
1: yeah, well, hopefully we'll as you say we'll probably find out by the end of the month, so uh yeah and and you know who who are we to make a decision, whether it's right or yeah. not you know we, what do we know you know we're just we're reading the news, we're looking at stuff, but you know I don't think we're we're any better place to make a decision than anyone else nope, that that so. is true. And talking of bad decisions, word on the street is you are drowning in a. Movie. Oh,
0: it's not. These aren't bad decisions. These are these are good choices, Rob. Um, so I guess probably the weekend after we last recorded, I decided I needed a Saturday off, and I was going to tour the Chicago suburbs used video game sh- uh, shops. So I went to all these places. I went to some retro, really old game shops. Uh, and some CD areas, and I went to some GameStops, and I went to some big box stores. I went to all sorts of places because I started out looking at old games. And then I kind of realized, you know, old games, which I'll get to in a minute, you can get these just as easily and usually cheaper on eBay. So I kind of stopped looking at the the older games, and there's a reason why I'm looking at old games. And I started looking at Amiibo because... You, as, as you know, and I think maybe we've talked about, Animal Crossing is coming on the Switch. Uh, and it's coming out on March 20th. And right now the Amiibos that were made for Animal Crossing were made for the Wii U game. And we all know that the Wii U was not particularly popular and these, as a result, these Amiibo were not very popular either. I guess they probably work with the 3DS game too. But you can get them basically for $5 each. And so... I started to go. We spent the day going to these older game shops, and then we kind of moved on to the big box retailers and some GameStops and things. And I found a handful of amiibos that were like $5 each. And then I got home. And I was like, well, I've got some, but I don't have them all. And if you know, <laughs> and, and if they're $5 now, who knows? Maybe they'll be $10 or $20 once this game comes out. So if I'm going to get them, I ought to get them now. So I go on GameStop's website. It's like, well, there's they're the same five dollars on the website. And there's a little shipping involved, but I bought the ones I could on the on the website and then on GameStop's website. And then I realized, well, I still don't have them all. I still am missing like five. <laughs> so I took to eBay. And now after uh, over the course of I'd say the last two weeks, ten days, basically since we recorded, I have acquired sixteen. Animal Crossing amiibos, which are basically, which are all of them, every single one of them. Good heavens! Yes, that's
1: too many. And um, I think <laughs> nine or ten of them
0: are still in the boxes. The rest of them I
1: bought used and are open. And and these, you know, presumably, like every amiibo, give you extra stuff in the game, <laughs> or do they give you extra characters? I don't know how Animal Crossing works. Well,
0: I don't think that they've said what they're going to give you, but presumably they give you something because they do give you something in most games, and including amiibos made for older games usually do. So, for instance, Breath of the Wild, you could use a series of, of, you know, Link and Zelda amiibos and things that that were for older games that worked in Breath of the Wild too. So, I don't know. I just kind of caught the itch to do this, and and now I have them all, and they're all lined up on my desk behind me. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you've done it. I guess. I don't <laughs> I've never played Animal Crossing so I'm not even sure I know what kind of game. Well, it is. Well, um, I
0: started playing Pocket uh, Pocket Camp. I guess it's called I, I can't believe I've been playing this game and I'm not even certain of the name, but it's the iOS version and it's pretty good. Uh, it's one of those games where yeah, Pocket camp. You have to go in and fulfill requests of other animals in on your island. And if you do that, then you get, you know, you get you get uh, leaf tickets and you get bells and you get other little things that go into your inventory. And some of these things, you can then craft items to kind of decorate your island. It's one of those kind of games and things are timed, you know, and at least on iOS, you can, you can buy more of the tickets and things to speed things up. But I so far don't have a bad enough habit where that's been tempting. I don't dip into the game that often. But uh, I had played the game a little bit when it first came out, but I downloaded it again like four or five days ago and have been just kind of checking it out to get a sense for what the whole Animal Crossing universe is all about. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's going to, I think it'll be fun when it comes out.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it looks fun. I've seen, you know, I've seen a few other little trailers and teasers and stuff, but I don't. I feel like I'm not sure I have time for a game like this. Uh, I know I you know, one of these like these simulation games. I'm like this is the same reason I haven't bought Stardew Valley. Yes, because I know that I'm just going to get lost in
0: it. It has, I think, it has that same kind of effect on people. And I was talking to Federico about it at one point, and he he was hesitating about even getting the game himself because he remembered back to when he was in high school playing an older version of the game and just had sunk countless hours into it and had notebooks full of. Of ideas and and notes on when events were happening and when he had to you know open the 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 game back up to do things and yeah I think you can get pretty deep into it uh, and it, and I think the the Switch game from what I can tell there was just a direct about it recently that you can find on YouTube uh, there's a lot going on in that game
1: yeah definitely so why were you looking for retro games because i know you've got quite a few anyway yeah i um you know you you've sent me pictures of them before i've seen some game boy games from you and a bunch of other stuff yeah so what, what were you exactly looking well for?
0: i can't get the analog pocket off my mind which is uh analog is this company that makes players for old video games and they're not they're not emulators. They're not anything like that. They're they're actual hardware, reversed engineered, that you use the original cartridges on. And the analog pocket is very similar to the original Game Boy's form factor, but it's an absolute gorgeous device. The, the company makes incredibly nice-looking hardware, and it works with Game Boy games, you know, Game Boy Advance games, and then they've got adapters to work with things like Game Gear and Lynx's system and a bunch of other things. And, you know, I have some games lying around still from the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. And so I went around the house and I kind of dug all that stuff out and found, looked at, took an inventory and figured out what I had because I wanted to get one of these analog pockets and I want to have something to play on it. And then I thought, you know what I really need to do is I need to go find all those good, you know, 30 best Game Boy game articles from places like Polygon and then just start acquiring, working my way down the list and acquiring the best games from each system. And I've done a little of that. I, you know, I, that. That's what sent me to the shops. And then I was at the shops and I thought, well, these look awfully expensive. So I thought, I can do better on eBay. So I started looking on eBay. But I'll tell you what, eBay is kind of a cesspool, <laughs> especially, yeah. especially when it comes to video games. There's a lot of fraud and fakes on eBay.
1: Yeah, especially I mean, one of the ones you'll potentially will hit if if you're looking for like um, any of the Pokemon cartridges. Yep,
0: that's exactly all
1: the way all the way up to the 3DS. There are so many fakes around for those, and it's it's near impossible like sometimes you you know you can i've I've seen people post pictures and i don't know if this is fake and it's like if if you can't tell by look like it's even worse in some ways because you just never really know
0: yeah because people reproduce the the artwork and everything and there's some pretty compelling fakes and uh, like the one the game that i really want to get i really want to get pokemon emerald which can go for roughly a hundred dollars because it's considered one of the oh, yeah. one of the better games. And I saw it in a shop, and at least in a shop, you know, you could ask them to pop it in a machine, you could look at it and get a sense for it. But there's a whole bunch of issues when you're buying these online. First of all, a lot of these games the batteries have died. And so if you get one with a dead battery, you can't save your game. So you either have to play it through in one sitting, which is not really practical for a lot of people, or you have to open up the case with special tools and then remove the battery, desolder the battery from the from the card, and then re-solder on a new battery. Something that I could probably do, but I don't want to. So you have to either buy a game where you trust the person did a good job soldering on a new battery, or find one that still has a battery that works. And some of these games are nearly 20 years old. So you know there aren't some of them just don't work anymore. Um, I did actually buy a Tetris DX game, which is a Game Boy Color game, and nice. and it didn't work when it came. And I'm upset. Oh, yeah. My. And so I haven't, I have not yet not left my skating review yet, but um, I may be able. I have what I haven't tried is it looks like the contacts on the board are just kind of corro- you know they've got like they don't look, uh, they're not really totally gold anymore. I think they're they're corroded a little bit. So I think I could maybe buff them up a little bit and maybe it'll work but i've got i found in my house i found my old game boy color i have my uh game boy advance sp that's my favorite of them all which yeah that's a nice yeah, that's one. one that folds up and then we've got a 2ds um a, th- a 3ds a ds Lite, a dsi and I think that's about it. I've got a whole bunch of these Nintendo handhelds from the, from the past, and found some old found some old Pokemon games that had still had some Pokemon on them. One of them, when I talked to one of my kids. I was like, "Why does this? Why is this has your name in it?" But it says you haven't done anything. He's like, "Oh yeah, I started all over from, from scratch after I beat the game and I wiped out my old save with all the Pokemon on it." I was like, "Oh come on!" Oh no! <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I could transfer to home and put them in Sword and do all that stuff."
1: Um, yeah, the 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 thing with the batteries and like just the corrosion on the contacts and stuff it is a you know it is a massive problem for like sort of preservation of these yeah. games. Like if you do want to go back, like the, the like Pokemon Red and Blue, for example, which are kind of like certainly for the Game Boy at least, those are the ones people are after. Yep. Like all of the Pokemon games, and you know, I mean, that was twenty years, twenty two years, or something crazy like that. And it's kind of okay because like. From what I hear, you can go on places on the internet and potentially find, you know, uh, files that you can use to play those games. But it is kind of a shame that there's no, you know, like take the Switch for example. Like, why can't I just buy these? Like, I mean, this is like a whole other conversation about what Nintendo are doing, just sitting yeah. on all this old, on this old content that they could, you know, find, sell it to me, charge me twenty dollars for it. I don't care. But yeah. it's definitely a shame, like you say, that you can't necessarily play it in the original on the original hardware or on you know replica hardware like the analog or something because these cartridges just weren't built to last and like kids are disgusting and they buy <laughs> right. them and they get left everywhere like it's it, it, i'm not it, it, we, we I'm sure we all did it with whatever we had but like you know it And if you find one in decent condition, as you said, you're going to start paying sort of $100, $150 for that. And it's like, you're nearly at a price of like a PS4 or something at that point.
0: Yeah, it it is interesting. I mean, I look at these and there's the whole game preservation aspect of it. You know, on the 3DS, you do have the virtual console and there are a lot of these older games that uh, from the Game Boys that are available, but... That stuff hasn't come to the switch yet, and who knows if it ever will. I mean, they've only really done NES and SNES stuff, and what's what's compelling to me about the Analog Pocket is that it's got like an incredibly high resolution display, and it's it's kind of like taking these old games and breathing new life into them. So if you can find a car- cartridge, you can actually see it in, I guess, the best rendition you could possibly get, which is which. I'd really like to try out with some of these classic games instead of just playing them in some kind of virtualization environment, even on an old 3DS. So that's that's kind of what I want to do it, why I want to do it. And the Analog Pocket 2 is supposedly going to have a dock that outputs to HDMI, and you'll actually be able to play these games on a TV, which seems really strange to me because you know they're all pretty low resolution.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've hooked up sort of an N64 or a PlayStation 1 recently to a modern modern tv TV, but it does not look good yeah i mean it looks really bad well and that's
0: one of the things that analogs really good at is they do a good job of reproducing the the video of these games in a way that is true to the original but it does account for modern hardware so i don't know i i would love to get one of these one of these and a play date and an xbox the new xbox are the three game things on my list this year
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear from Sony about what's going on with the PS5. Yes. um, The PS5, I feel like, is where a lot of the stuff, or the PS4 at least, has been where a lot of my favorite games of this generation have been. So, like, I feel like I'm just going to go with the PS5 this time. Um, And, you know, maybe I'll pick up an Xbox when they get cheaper or whatever. Um, But Sony haven't, you know, and Microsoft have been like, yeah, here's all the information, here's pictures of it, here's all this stuff. But. Sony have been a bit quieter. Like I assume they're going to announce some more stuff in the summer. Um, yeah, but yeah, I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way with those. I mean, I, right now, if you had to ask, if you asked me, I'd say I'd go with the Xbox. But that's just based on the specs, and we don't know as much about the PS5. Nor do we know what the lineup of games is going to be. And really, the tech matters a lot less than what the games are going to be. Uh, we, I mean, that's that's kind of proven itself out over the years on different systems. So. I'm gonna be watching that more carefully to see what's actually coming out.
1: Yeah, because Microsoft have got that thing where if you've got it on the the current Xbox, it'll you'll get like this upgrade thing. Or not for every game, but game developers can do it, like Cyberpunk are gonna do that. Right. Um and it concerns me a bit with well, I mean Sony pretty much just have The Last of Us Two coming out. Like that that's it now. Yeah. Um But I look at that and I think, okay, so I could get it on the PS4 which I probably will because I'm not going to be able to wait 6 months. Um but like is it then just there's going to be just a re-release of it for the PS5 and then it's like oh I really wish I'd played it on, you know, the better hardware or you know whatever the whatever the advantage is going to be of having it on the PS5. So I kind of want to know like what the backwards compatibility stuff's going to be like and are we going to get something similar to what Microsoft have got with this like upgrade path thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, who knows. It's going to be interesting to once we have all the information to see what you know what the difference is between the two consoles
0: yeah it'll be very interesting i i mean for me it's like a whole thought process of upgrade paths and everything because i don't even have a 4k tv so um i've got a lot of a lot of video st- type purchases to make this year potentially
1: yeah well you, you need to go on mate. you need a 4k tv definitely i know i know uh. <laughs> Well, I wish you'd stop linking me to the analog pocket because it's it's beautiful. I kind of want one. I don't need it. I don't either. And but. It's one of those things where like, I look at all
0: of their things and think, well, I just want this because it looks nice. And then I think about, yeah, but isn't it going to be a hassle to do all these old games and use all these old games? And then I went digging around and I found enough old games where it's like, well, if I just get another five or six games, I would I'd be pretty set with that
1: thing for a while. Yeah, I think I feel like what I want you, just because of how expensive the games are, is I want the analog pocket, but just with like an SD card slot. Like, yeah. Of course, they're not going to sell that because nope. they'll definitely get a takedown notice for that.
0: Right. It's really interesting how these things work because they have, I forget the what they call the chip inside of these, but they basically are able to program the circuits on the chip dynamically to recreate the uh you know the physical hardware of the nintendo game boy
1: yeah it, it, it's it's some really impressive stuff that they're doing um but as i say if if, if somebody built something like this that had an sd card slot or some in t- internal storage or something like that i would be all over it
0: yep yep no it'll be interesting to see how it goes i mean it's Instead, you, you get this beautiful hardware and then you have to contend with games that have like these little watch batteries in them that are dying and bad corroded contacts and ripoffs on eBay. And I don't know. I'm being very hesitant about eBay. Now I'm now I'm really starting to appreciate these little hole in the wall shops around Chicago where maybe I'll go back this weekend and actually buy Pokemon Emerald that way.
1: Yeah, there, I mean there might be I guess the other option is something like Facebook Marketplace which yeah. can be a bit hit and miss but like I have had some I've, I've managed to get some decent stuff from there. Yeah. Um I think because with eBay as well people are accounting for the fees and shipping and stuff like that where right. you know if if you find somebody on Facebook Marketplace who's like 10 minutes around the corner from you th- th- yes you're probably still going to pay mostly eBay prices but at least it's sort of like you can just kind of get it there and then.
0: Right, no, that's true. Now I'm on Craigslist.
1: Yeah, unfortunately we don't have that in the UK. <laughs> well, we do, but nobody uses yeah. it. Um, it's really weird. It never took off like it did in the US. Huh, that's weird. Um, which which is a shame, because I, I always hear people going, oh, Craigslist, I found this, especially for like game collecting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it just didn't take off in the UK. Uh, that's but, interesting. Uh, yeah, what, what can you do? So... Anyway, should we uh, we'll call that a, a day? Are we, a, a fortnight? A fo- it's the end of the fortnight. Yeah, we'll, we'll call
0: it a fortnight. That sounds very classic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, we'll be back in, in a couple of weeks ago, I guess. All right.
0: Sounds good. Talk to you later, Rob.